Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tevach, a good week. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer HaTanya. This program is made possible by Rena Lights, LLC, and it is an honor and memory of Rabbi Yisuf Halevi, Weinberg, Olav HaShalom, Rabbi Moshe Pinchas HaKoyen Katz, Olav HaShalom, Rabbi Yael HaKoyen Khan, Olav HaShalom, and it is in the schus and merit of Rabbi Zev Yecheskel and Risha Katz, the Eidich Yomim V'Shonim Tevis, for many long, healthy years. We're coming from Yutas Kisl, the Rosh Hashanah of Chassidus, and we're going into Hanukkah. Special days, all capturing and uh, personifying the very essence of Primus HaTeda, Shemen Shebeteda, Rosa de Rosa, the secrets of Teda. So right now we are in the middle of Pedic Dalad, the fourth chapter of Tanya. And the Alter Rebbe, the most vivid way, maybe perhaps unprecedented in the succinct manner, explains really what is the power of Teda Mitzvahs. And it's in context of after explaining the Divine Soul, the Nefesh Alekis, Chelik Alekam Emal Mamesh in Pedic Beis of Tanya, second chapter, then the faculties of the Divine Soul in chapter 3 in Tanya. And then in chapter 4, the beginning, Talk about the garments, Machshava Dibra Maisa of the Divine Soul, as they manifest Torah and Mitzvahs, thought, speech, and action, the expression, which takes the faculties of the mind and the emotions and turns them into actionable and spoken and thought processes. So now you have the final picture of the human being, the that is completely encompassed, the Nefesh Alekis, the Divine Soul, with Teirah Mitzvahs. But then he continues and says that amazing statement that the Levushim, that in a certain way, the words that the Alter Rebbe uses is that, that Afshin Ikroim Levushim, the three garments, the Nefesh Ruch Neshama, their garments, Im Kol Gova, the Godla, my lossum la ain kates, the safe, a mileless nefesh ruach neshama atzman. That they're greater, infinitely greater than the very soul of nefesh ruach neshama. And the reason being, as we discussed at length, and just to sum up, is because Teir Mitzvah manifests exact extension, like he calls it, a vore de malka. It's like the, the kavyochel, so to speak, the limbs, the organs of the king himself. Because the rice of a kuchibrichu kulachat, the Abish is one with his Torah, with the Ratzin and Chachma, his will and his wisdom, in which he manifests his, his will and his wisdom in Torah. And that, a neshama, though a neshama is a chelik alikama mal mamish, and also manifesting the divine, but it is an ambassador, an agent, that moves away from the higher spiritual worlds and enters this world in order to transform it. Torah Mitzvah retains so-called the king's glory, the king's very essence. 
the neshama also retains it, but it retains it as a separate entity, like a child, like he explained in chapter 2, like the son, the child of the father, whereas Tehidah Mitzvah is an extension of the father himself. In this case, we're talking about Melech Malchem Lach Makaj Baruch Hu, our, 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 our godly father, our father in heaven, Avinu Sheber Shemayim. And then he continued that the Ebesh is one with his Chachmeh, Hu Amado, as he says, Hu Ayedev, Hu Amado. And then he qualifies. So even though the Ebesh is completely beyond Nikre Ein Sof because we need to now explain. If we're talking Tere, which is a structured Tere, and we're talking about you want to manifest Alakus, Alakus is Lamailam Agbola. God is beyond any structure and beyond any parameters. And he brings five different proofs to that, as we learned last week. First, I quoted Nikra, Ein Sof, Lugdose, Ein Cheker, Ules Machshavet Tvisebeiklal. No thought can grasp him. And not just the Ebersh himself, but also as Ratzin and his Chachme is also beyond. Ein Cheker Lutfunase, Hacheker Lekatimtson, Kedem Machshavese, Machshavese Chem. Three proofs. That his chachman is rotsin, is rotsin, and his chachman, the God's will and God's wisdom, is beyond. Yet, the Alter Rebbe continues, the Mokim Shata Meitzik, Dulase, Shalakash Borch, Shamata Meitzik, and Vosanuse. The same place you find his greatness, you also find his ability to restrain, his ability to channel, his ability to, come, to capture in, in, a, in a compact way. In the structure of Tehidah Mitzvah is the very essence of the divine. And what did he do? He, he, he uh, concentrated. That's what it means here, Tzamtzim. He concentrated. His Ratzin Chachma, even though his Ratzin Chachma, like he just said, is beyond and definitely the Ebrist himself is beyond, as he said, he channeled it and concentrated into these two, 613 mitzvahs of Tera, and in their halachas. So we know the Tayag mitzvahs, each one of them is structured. We're dealing here with structured mitzvahs. First of all, the general 613, not more, not less. It's not just bligvul. It's not just infinite. Then each mitzvah itself has its parameters. Not just mitzvah satayr, also b'chilchusayin, halachas, u b'tzirufi eisiyas tanach v'drashi sayin shabagodus u'madrashi chachameinozal. In the very combinations and the permutations of the of the of the letters of Tera, in other words, words. Every word is a structure. We say Breshis, Bora, Alakim. These are all Sirufa Aces Tera, or Navim, Navim Uksuvim. So we're talking about these texts of Tera, Navim prophets and writings, Vidrashe Sayim, which is also their commentaries, where Shabbat Godus and Madrashe. In the Madrashim, 
in the Agodas and Midrashim, the Hamilies, and the whole Teir Shabalpeh, the oral Teir of the sages of blessed memory. So we see here that both the very mitzvahs and also how they are expressed to us in letters and words are all structured. And what did the Abishta do? He took his, infinite, his infinity, he took all that which we said, that he's completely beyond, and he took that Ainsof and so-called packaged it in this compact structure called Teira Mitzvahs. And that's what he gave us as a gift. And that Teira Mitzvahs manifests the divine, and therefore, it allows us, as we're going to read right now, that when we connect to Teira Mitzvahs, we're actually connecting to the Evari Demalka, we're connecting to to God Himself, first of all, to His wisdom and His and His desire, His His ratzen, and through that to the Abish to Himself, and that's what we'll continue learning. This is where we left off. But why did He do this? What was the reason for this symptom? Why did He have to take His so-called infinity and package in this finite structure? So He says the reason is bigday. That this was done in order bigday shekol hanashama. That all the neshama, or ruach and nefesh, remember we've been referring here to the three dimensions of soul. The three dimensions of soul, nefesh, ruach, neshama. Here he goes the other order, from the top down. Neshama, ruach, and nefesh. And it makes sense why. Because he's starting with neshama, which is mostly the moichin, chabad, and ruach, chagas, the midas, and and nefesh is more the behavioral nahi. So he says that, that, that this is an order that the neshama ruach and nefesh shebegufa adam, which is manifest in the body. This is critical because we're not just talking about the nefesh ruach neshama in heaven in Gan Eden. It's manifest inside the body. So what? So what? That what? What is this? What is this tzimtzum doing? It's allowing in order that the neshama ruach. And nefesh, tuchal hasigon bedaito lekaimen komash efshel lekaimen mehen. That this soul, specifically the neshama and the ruach and the nefesh and the body, should be able to mentally grasp these mitzvahs, tuchal hasigon bedaito, with its mental faculties, moichin. These mitzvahs and these sacred texts that we're talking about. The Asius, because now that we have, we have the mitzvahs manifest in a way that we can relate to, and we could also read it and study it in texts, like he said before, the Tzirufa Asius. So that is what the Ebrister did. He created an interface. He took his so-called Ainsaf, and through Teir Mitzvahs allows that the soul, the Neshama, should be able to mentally grasp these mitzvahs and these texts, And to observe them as best as he possibly can. But in action, speech, and thought, the three garments, and through this process, like we said earlier in the chapter, through this process of taking the garments, which is critical, because thought, speech, and action manifest these, the manifest through the faculties. Then through that, you dress uh, 
What is a levush? Is a garment. What are you dressing in the garment? The faculties, the body dresses in the garment. So through, the fact through these teda mitzvahs, which is now accessible to us, because it's structured just as we're structured, so we can now in, internalize it to the point and dress all the ten powers, all the ten faculties of the soul in these three garments. So here you have the fuller picture here. Before we spoke about there's the faculties, the mind and the emotions of a person. It breaks down to nefesh, roch, and neshama, but generally, moichin and midas. The mind is when we contemplate on godliness, as we discussed in chapter 3. The emotions is when you bring it into love and reverence, ava and yira. When then, and then when you bring it into, and, 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 but, but, but in order for that to be happen, you need to have thought, speech, and action. Because that's the way, the only way you can express, your, you can express yourself. So, the, the, so when the person then uses their thought, speech, and action to learn Torah and to perform all the mitzvahs, like he just says here. So the garments are now dressing the faculties with what? They could be dressed with the faculties to do something that's a worldly matter, even if it's neutral, not prohibited. No, but here they're completely focused on thinking, speaking, and acting of the, and of the mind and the emotions with what? With Torah mitzvahs. And since Torah mitzvahs is with God so-called structured, his ain't self, so through that we connect to the God's the highest levels of godliness. So it's essentially what he's saying here. So to put it in different words, it's like an interface. Torah mitzvahs be'etzem is alakus. It's God's rotsen v'chachma. And it's one with him. But in order for neshama, and specifically neshama ruach and nefesh, that comes into a body, how can you access something that's completely infinite? When we're structured. So how does the neshama do it? So the Ebrister was mitzamtzim. Tzamtzim atzmeh. That he channeled it in the Torah and Mitzvahs. Torah and Mitzvahs we are capable of performing. And through that we connect to that highest level of Elikus. That is completely beyond structure. So, this, so now we understand why there was this symptom, why the Torah and Mitzvahs went through is, is this type of structure, like he says, that it comes down in Tayag Mitzvahs Atayin and Hilchusayin and Tzirufi Eisius Tanach with Rosh Hashem Sheba Godes or Medrash Chachamenu Zal, and also explains the idea we began discussing that the Neshama Nefesh Ruch Neshama, as great as it is, but there's something that the Levushim of Teira Mitzvahs has that the Neshama doesn't have: the ability to connect a soul that comes into a body with Elokus in a revealed way. I, the Neshama itself, is a Chelik Elokamim Mamamish, but we discussed that's concealed. And the neshama is meant, so-called, to separate itself from the father, the son. But now we have the son embracing the father through the Tater Mitzvah, which is essentially the expression of the father, the etzim of the father manifesting in the structure of Tater Mitzvah. So the example I gave was, was going to use this example later, the Altareb, in the end of this chapter. So it's like the son embracing the father, but he has not something to embrace, he has something to hold on to. If the Abishta did not do the symptom, he did not concentrate Tayyidah and Mitzvahs in a way that you can embrace, would still remain a disconnect. So the Tayyidah needs to have two things. It has to retain and retain its elikus, its godliness, its being the Ritsein of God's desire and God's wisdom. And it has to be in a way that we can have handles to hold on to it. 
and we indeed we do. Open up a Teda, and you can read it, you can understand it. It's made up of words and phrases and verses and so on. Mitzvahs that are structured and defined. So we now have a place to meet. Elokus in a revealed way through Teda and Mitzvahs. If God forbid, just as to make, drive the point home, you didn't have Teda and Mitzvahs, then the Shama would be divine, but it wouldn't have a way to, to, to experience and fully, in a fully, in a fully, with full vitality, experience the, the divine. That's through the Ratzon V'chachma of, of Teda that comes down here to us. So we have now the explanation, but the Altareb is now going to go and explain it even further. And when you do that, you manifest and you're dressing up in, this ten, in the ten b'chines, which is the ten faculties discussed in chapter three, in these three garments. So you have everything covered. The garments are thought, speech, and action. What are they thinking, speaking, and acting on? The Tater Mitzvahs. Tater Mitzvahs connects it to, back to the Ebrister, who tzamtzamatzmei, who concentrated himself and allowed us to access him through those Tater Mitzvahs. And now he says, Al-Tarebbe now continues and adds, he goes on like says like this now. Therefore, the Teda has been compared to water. We're talking now in the Gemara. The Gemara in Tiny Zion Aleph 7a says, Just as water has the tendency to flow from a higher level to a lower one, if you have water, let's say on the top of a mountain, it will flow downward. Water will always go downward. So too, kach, hatayri yardim amakim kveda. Same too, the teyri, says the Gemara, also goes from up, upward, downward. So he's now going to explain the process, how the teyri originates in the highest divine levels, and it comes down into this world where we can hold on to it and relate to it. If the teyri remained in heaven, we wouldn't have access to it. So now he's going to explain this Gemara using the primistic interpretation of this Gemara. Again, so just as water flows and from higher to lower, so Al-Tarebbe says, so too, in a similar way, the Tera is descended from its sublime place, its sublime location, in God's blessed will and wisdom. So Al-Tarebbe is teaching, the Gemara doesn't say that. The Gemara just says, the, the simple Pshat and Gemara is actually that just as water flows from a higher place to a lower place, the same thing when a person is humble, means they're lower, the Tater flows into them. But the Altareb is giving a deeper inter, in, 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 in inner interpretation that the Tater is, begins Mokim Gavaya. What's Mokim Gavaya? Mokim Kveda. And what is that? Like we said, that's the Tseni Vachachmasei Yizbarach. It's the will. Kveda can be kveda can be interpreted glory, but it could also interpret a more refined, a more ethereal state. God's will and wisdom, 
And from there, it flows downward to this world. When we receive the Tate in this world, it brought th- that higher water down below. And then he continues. And then we'll go back and explain this a bit more. So Yardim became Kveide, she Rasenev Chachmas is Baruch, Varaisa, Vikitcha Brichu, who Kulachad, Veles Machshavat Fisabe Klal. He's bringing back the expressions that we learned earlier. And then, so now that we're talking, so it's coming down, as it comes down, it still remains one. Araisu, Vikitcha Kulachad, where the Torah and God are totally one, which he quoted earlier. Just a few lines earlier when he started the whole discussion, how the Levushim are higher than the Nefesh Ruch Neshama, but now he connects it also with the other expression, the less Machshavat Fisabeklal, which was the beginning of this discussion, where he said no thought can grasp him. No thought can grasp him at all, Klal. And yet, because it goes down from that higher place that no thought can grasp him, and the Abish is one with this tater, and, the, and now like water, it flows downward, as the water comes down, it's the same water as it was above. The water doesn't change. Which can also help us understand why the Altareb is adding this. Because think of water. When water flows from a very high place, physical water, to a lower place, the water doesn't change personality. It's the same water. So the same thing with the Teda. It retains the waterly nature that it has. And what is that nature? That it's one with the Ebrishter. And we know that the Ebrishter is So now you understand the reconciliation with the fact that even though no thought can grasp him, that same Ebrishter, that no thought can grasp him, put himself into thought, into of Teda, the wisdom and the, and the will of of God is in Teda, and that's one with him. So we have down below, in the water below, exactly as the water is above. Another way of understanding, the Rebbe explains, why he brings the example of water, because he brings the example of water to tell us that Teda is not naturally belong in heaven, above, like water. Water doesn't belong above, that's why it comes down. It's not like you say, when water's natural place is in heaven. And then it can also come down and we could also benefit. No, it's exactly the same water. And on the contrary, you could even say, though he doesn't talk about it here, but in other places, based on the Gemara Shabbos, when Moshe was on Har Sinai, and the Abish was giving him the Chem de Gnuza, his most precious hidden treasure, and the Malachim, the angels came to complain. Why are you giving your Chem de Gnuza to the inferior human beings? Give us your glory. And we'll appreciate it. And Hashem turns to Moshe and says, respond to them. And Ramesha trembles. Abishta says, hold on to my throne. The whole story in the Masech Shabbos. And then Moshe, as a smart advocate, opens up a tater. He says, what does it say in tater? Were you ever in Egypt? He asked the angels. Were you ever in Mitzrayim? Do you have parents? And this, the rest with all the other mitzvahs. Le signev, le sitzach, it's all not applicable to you. Teira le bashamayimhi. So indeed, here it's not negated because he's not coming to emphasize right now that Teira belongs dafka here. But just to drive the point home, 
The water runs down and, and, and runs down exactly as it is above. So it retains the divinity. On the Shama, you can't say that. On the Shama, as it comes down, absolutely, there are garments that it gets dressed up in to the point that the Neshama, its connection to the Alakus can be concealed as we see it all the time. Teira is like water. It retains its water quality even when it comes down. And the truth is it belongs dafka down here. That's why it does come down. But as I said, that's not the emphasis here. Just, I just wanted to cover the whole picture here. So, so here we have it. That, so that's why the Teira is nimshal as compared to water because that's what it does. It brings down the highest sublime levels of the divine into a structure down below that we can hold on to and connect with. So the Teda essentially becomes a mamutza, a machaber, the, the interface, the connection. Obviously, interface is not the right word to use because the interface sounds like a means to another end. Here I'm using interface just to explain its way it functions. But the Teda is obviously a raisim kuchibrichu kulachat. It's a lakus, but it's a lakus that's mislabish in a way that we can relate to God. So, in other words, if we didn't have Teda, Chazrashalam, Try to understand God. How would you understand God? Where would you understand? The only thing you could do is, through your own efforts of human intelligence, our own search, we could find and discover certain things. But we would not have a glimpse into God's mind unless he tells us about it, and he does in the Torah. Same thing with Ratzin. How would you know what God wants? So again, there are things we could figure out on our own. Morality, ethics. But what about all that God wants that we could never figure out as a human being? So God gave it to us in the Teda. So you see the Teda essentially is God's blueprint and he manifests his Ratzin and Chachmeh in this structure. We can hold on to it and through that we connect. So that's why it's compared to water. So you now bring down from Mekem Kveda, Ratzenu Chachmose, and Araisa V'Kutshebrichu Kulachad, including Les Machshavet Tvisebeklal. Because people ask, why is he add, adding that here? Because he wants it to be connected to the highest levels. He doesn't want to say the Abish is beyond Machshava, that's in heaven. And when it comes down below, we what we grasp is a little taste <coughs> of God's wisdom. But not as essential wisdom because no thought can grasp him at all. No. The water remains water. The same water above that no thought can grasp him is now grasped through Tayra. How is that possible? Because the Abish himself is giving it to us. No thought can grasp him at all on our own efforts because, like you said, your thoughts are not his thoughts. So as much as you think, you can only reach a certain place. You can't really fully understand or think about God's thought. But the Abishtah can reveal himself, give you his water, meaning his thought as it is beyond our rational understanding, and through Teda we connect with it. And then he continues... Literally continuing the analogy of water. And from there, the Teda, which is like water, has journeyed downwards. Like an Asiya, a journey, and descends downwards. Through the hidden places in the steps. It's an expression from Shira Shirim. In a step-by-step downward spiral or downward chain of the spiritual worlds, 
And all, all along, it's like water that does not get diluted or diminished in any way. It retains its divine nature. And where does it finally descend? When the water, where will the water end up? When it reaches the, a bottom point and it can't go further down. So to the final point, where the Abishta's will, God's will, is Nislapsha, is dressed. Again, the word Levush, Nislapsha. He manifests, is dressed and clothed in physical objects and worldly concepts. So now he's adding more of an explaining how the Teda comes down in ways that we can relate to. Physical objects, Dvarim Gashmin, Yoni Elam Hazah. Shehin Reiv Mitzvah which is the context of virtually all of the Teda's commandments and their laws. But then he continues more, but we will stop here due to time limits. And we will continue next week. Everyone have a good avach. Please go to tanyaapplied.com. Yefrelech and Chanukah. Yefrelech and Tomid. In the Gili of Primis HaTera. Futsu Maynesecha Futsu. Be well. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasapplied.com for archived classes and more resources.